well, I don't know why it already feels like it's the end of the week. Oh, I just like <laughs> good lord. Bad news, but it just started. <laughs> <laughs> My week doesn't start till tomorrow, technically, because I'm off. Yeah, that's true. Today. That's true. And I had a working weekend too. I'm surprised like how many all-nighters I can still pull at my age. Yeah. Because everything that I'm juggling in my life, I'm pulling an all-nighter about once a week. Oh. Yeah. Like working through the night and then not going to bed until the next day's night. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something to my insides. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's now talk about the bad news. <laughs> 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 bad news of the week. The good news is that just happened today. Okay, so awesome. Welcome everyone to Butters Flies and Bravery. Butters and Butterflies. Butterflies and Bravery. And yeah, it's our 41st episode. Was it 41? Yeah, that seems crazy. I'm pretty proud of us that we've been able to hit an episode pretty much every week. We haven't really yep. taken a break. Except over the holiday, we still did a not episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Congratulations to us. Yeah, we just hit 7,000 downloads today. Yay. Uh, that went much faster, right? From 6,000 to 7,000 than the 5,000. It, it did indeed. It did indeed. And I want to look at this, see how many cities we have now. You're waiting for it to hit a thousand, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I am waiting for the thousand. We have fifty countries and nine hundred and fifty cities. Mm. Pretty cool, huh? That is very cool. Yeah. We're still the little podcast that could, I guess. <laughs> Chug- <laughs> <we're> chugging along. <laughs> yep. So what have been some of your favorite episodes? Tell me two that have really stood out to you personally. Let's do that. Yeah. Because it, it, I don't think I could ever pick a favorite, but definitely some ones that, that stood out to me. Most recently is, is going to be the, the Holding or Hijacking, our interview with Heather uh, Plett. That was just a really substantially healing episode, I should say. There was just so much in there that was really good. And it also gave me a new look again on what areas that I can do better in. The holding space for myself as well as holding space for others. Yeah. Sealing up a few little cracks here and there that sometimes I let myself get away with. (laughs) 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 It was a nice reminder for that. I think some of my other really significant episodes that are in my mind that stand out, I think are some of our earlier episodes, just because I was like, we're really doing this. Like what the interview that we did with our, with the DID system, that, that was really, that was a lot of things. I spent a lot of time in the mental health arena because of things that my kids were going through because of my studies, but this was the very first time I'd really been able to to hear and talk with someone who deals with DID. Yeah. And especially someone that was so just open and, and honest about it and willing to talk. That one has stood out in my mind a lot. Yeah. And then the, the other one, the other earlier one that, that stands out to me also is the accident that changed everything. The episode with yes. uh, Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was a significant incident in our history 
that we are right. able to actually get the real story on for the first time. Yes. And it really stood out to me for that reason. Just I've known because I did that whole stupid art thing. Remember when they were right. the plagiarism? Yeah. So I did that whole study. Right. I, I did that whole thing and did all the research. So I know firsthand just how blatantly the cult can lie. Yeah. But still hearing it from someone else coming from another side of it and be like, right. no, you guys are straight up fucking lied to. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Pretty, yeah. Intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And then also just the feedback that, that we've heard yes. from that too. That's been yes. another reason it really stands out as significant that it yes. made such a difference in her and her family's life. Yeah. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's the, one of the best side effects of of doing, <laughs> of doing this. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny. Silly way to say it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's opened up conversations in a lot of families. It's opened up conversations with us. It's mm-hmm. with my husband, with my daughter too. Yeah. I think it's it's a good thing because those are things that we need to be talking about. I feel life has been a little bit lighter, maybe. Because mm. it's like you're carrying all this crap around and then you like whack, spit yeah. it out. And then <laughs> it's almost like dropping off your luggage and being like, all right, I'm done with carrying that rock around. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I definitely noticed that too. Yeah. And then I really like the not your average Joe mm, episode. I love that one too. Yeah. <laughs> it's to me, it's really significant when the men are willing to speak out and huge. We're we're actually having more of them coming forward and wanting to share their story. And I think it's fantastic. Yes. And we we have a couple um in line here, a couple of very interesting guys males that are going to be sharing their story. And yeah, we, we, we definitely have some really exciting lineups coming up. Yes. Our- Do you have a link to that plagiarism thing that you were talking about? Because you could link that on with this podcast. Yeah. Unfortunately with that, it was created in flash. The whole internet basically shut down flash. Nobody oh. uses it anymore. So it would have to be converted to be able to be seen. Oh. So that's too bad. But we know that they're guilty of plagiarism. Yeah, yeah, very, <laughs> the proof very has been found very drastic. I remember I was shocked because I had just recently left the cult. Mm-hmm. And I was like jaw dropping, like, what the hell? They just took an image and flipped it over exactly the same. It's what did you do? Just do an internet search or something? Like, come on. That was crazy. And they went off on this tangent because one of the new revelations that came out during that time when they were doing all that plagiarized art because it was all supposed to be in line with these quote-unquote prophecies that they're getting and one of the prophecies was for the cathars do you remember that group that berg was always talking about that were basically like the super promiscuous sex with everybody type of group so they did this drawing of, of this woman on the front of the of the letter Supposedly she was someone from the Cathars. And then someone came back later and said, oh, we noticed she had a sixth finger. And then they went and got this prophecy about how that's because the Lord led you to draw that sixth finger because that girl actually had six fingers in her real life and all that kind of stuff. When I found the image that they had traced that from, it was a claw. She was this, it was actually a claw. She was like some kind of like a snake goddess or something like that. And the thing that they drew as a sixth finger was a claw. 
they just hadn't noticed it in their little tracing thing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the blatancy is just... How do I don't know how people can do that stuff and then go to sleep at night and be like, yeah, right, right. I'm doing, I'm doing God's work. How? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what place do you have to get to in your head? Yeah. To, to be like, this is cool. This is what I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird, man. Oh, and then paradoxical healing was another one that yes. was. I mean, just because the whole like premise of don't run away from it, lean into it is like, wait a minute, what? Because <laughs> yeah. you spend all of your anxiety and worry and all of that just trying to avoid that feeling and trying to avoid that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, hey, quit trying to avoid it. <laughs> just lean into it. Let it happen. It's true, too, like what she was saying, because if you try to go to sleep super hard, you often won't be able to. I think that's yeah. been something that's that has been really interesting for me to see as we've been going through this and doing the episodes and interviewing people is the amount of really powerful truths and really powerful healing modalities yes. and healing discussions and fantastically helpful tips and all this really great stuff yeah. coming out of just having conversations with regular everyday people that mm -hmm. have been through profound things or have had profound experiences. And it's like a communal mental health. And I think that's what's been really a good, another great side effect <laughs> of <laughs> the side effect of this podcast has been that has been just uh yeah it's like exchanging recipes you know <laughs> right isn't it though yeah it so much is yes it's like it's like going over to your friend's house eating dinner and being like dude how did you make this so good oh, i'll yeah. give you the recipe yes it's and here's one really that works like for that. you it really is yes, it really it is. is it's here's what's worked for me and then a lot of times it's going to work for somebody else too because we're all humans our brains all operate the same way Yes. And a lot of times we, it's just something we just haven't thought of. Yeah. I think what excites me about it is that because we're doing this as a podcast and basically we're recording and producing conversations with people, it's actually a really great balance that comes in between the place that mental health professionals hold, very important place that mental professionals hold. They've gone to school for six, seven, eight years and had the experience that they're professionals. They can really get you places that you wouldn't be able to get yourself. And then there's also just such a wealth of experience and such a wealth of, of knowledge and support in your everyday people. It's a great combination of those two things. And I just, I continue just to feel lucky that I'm sitting here. I learn something every single time with every single <laughs> interview we do I walk yeah. away going, oh my gosh, that's such a great thing to think about that I yeah. hadn't thought about before. So yeah, um, absolutely. Me it's, too. Yeah, it's it's a super big privilege. And so even though we're at the place where it, it is still a lot of work, it takes us a lot of time to do this every single week, but I haven't regretted a second. I haven't ever stopped and said, oh, this is I'm tired. I want to quit. Or no. I just want to not even wanting to skip a week. I'm like, no, who's the next person that we can talk to? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Definitely lucky for it's a it's for sure a passion project in the for what I know that we both really know it can be for other people. But it's also a passion project for myself too. The this is probably the most serious side effect of it. I'm getting to see you several times a week is pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's one of my most favorite side effects of this it's funny <laughs> side effects another <laughs> side effect is <laughs> sometimes we say stuff and then it's oh maybe we shouldn't exactly have said that or maybe we should have clarified a little better <laughs> like for example the blanket statement thing i think in i don't know one or two podcasts ago we we did the addiction thing and then i had said that not every traumatized person is an addict but every addicted person has had trauma and that was something that i had heard from dr gabo marate yes and then i don't think i clarified that that was something that he had said and, mm-hmm. and then also it was just like like you were saying sometimes blanket statements aren't always the safest way to go and there's always going to be somebody who doesn't agree with it and that's totally <laughs> fine there's always the exception absolutely absolutely i totally agree there could be addicts that didn't have Mm -hmm. trauma i have never met one but that doesn't mean (laughs) i have not met all the addicts in the world there's plenty of yes yeah for sure plenty of uh, uh, maybe somebody had a great life and then they just got addicted to drugs and then they started having trauma for sure but it is a fair question for anyone to ask when they hear a blanket statement is is, right okay can we get that clarified and so we can definitely do better on making sure that we do clarify things as lay people (laughs) Uh, as lay people a lot of times we're we're just riffing in our conversations and it's more colloquial type of right conversation and not necessarily something that we're going to hang our hat on it if it turns out to be not the truth or misinterpreted or whatever it might be yeah so i guess yes i agree with you the other side effect is we are we're constantly learning but also just yeah we're just we're having conversations that sometimes we don't remember to clarify things or right yeah. I'll just put an almost in next time. <laughs> <laughs> or just say somebody said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard this once. <laughs> yeah. But of course, I'm, you know, how, how I am. I'm always the, the devil's advocate. But there's also the possibility that there's a lot of addicts out there that maybe, not a lot, I'm sorry, but there might be addicts out there who think they haven't had trauma, right. but it's because they can't remember it. And it's yep. just trauma that's living in their body, which, we, as we know, trauma does live in your body. And that's what ended up driving them to addiction. So it's very possible. Yeah. Because at one point of my life, if you would have asked me, have you been traumatized? I would have been like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, no, I, I, I know. It's weird, too. Like when you realize what sometimes you just don't even realize the magnitude of what's happened to you. And then other times you don't want to realize, like I've said before, if the stuff I remember is this bad, what the hell am I not remembering? Ooh, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, (laughs) I can just stay in the not remembered part. Okay. Because (laughs) damn, it must've been really bad. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's why it takes a lot of courage to start working through those things. It does. does. And a lot of people don't want to bring it up because they don't want to bring up those feelings. 
And then the thing is, okay, but if you don't bring up those feelings, you're a volcano. Mm-hmm. That is just going to turn into lava and it's going to turn into magma yeah. and it's going to come out and it's going to come out on people you love. Yeah. Or a Petri dish and you're going to get yourself sick with cancer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that stuff Very that true. lives in your body. It does. Their yes. cortisol and like all those imbalance of hormones that that comes from stress and trauma that lives in your body. Yeah. So it's important. It's life or death in some cases Yeah. <laughs> to get that taken care of. So it's not just, oh, this is just a fluff piece of my life that can take it or leave it. No, a lot of times this stuff it is, it's serious. It's life or death. Yeah. It's back to the paradoxical healing too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't want to do it. Okay. I get that, but you need yeah. to do it. <laughs> Yes. It's like when you get a cut, you don't necessarily want to clean it out with alcohol because it's going to be like, ah! Yeah. But if you don't, it just gets worse and worse and worse until you can't avoid it anymore. Yeah. I think some people avoid it too, just because of the stigma, which is another, you know, which is another thing that I'm super happy that that we are having more of these conversations. But yeah, there is still stigma out there. Oh, anyone that's had trauma is therefore a broken person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people feel that way. Yeah. And why can't we just get over that? Why can't we stop that conversation about victims and survivors? And if you don't, if you don't identify with that, or if that's something that you don't feel in your own life, then no one's asking you to talk about it, but let's make a warm and welcoming place for people that do want or need to talk about it. Yeah. So. It's kind of like telling somebody to sit down and shut up. To me, that's how I feel. When somebody's, oh, I'm tired of the victim survivor narrative, whatever. It's okay, but that's my life. What do you want me to do about it? I can't change what happened to me. Yeah. So you just want me to sit down and shut up then, right? Because it's making what you uncomfortable? Yeah. When you think about it, though, is that mentality of if you consider yourself a victim or even some people even think that the survivor narrative is a bad thing if you consider yourself a survivor or a victim therefore you're broken therefore you're less than don't bring it up let's not talk about it but the same systems that are creating that mindset in you are the systems that are benefiting from your silence they're the systems (laughs) that keep going because you're being silenced because they're telling you to shut up and sit down and stop speaking and stop making me uncomfortable and stop making me feel like a victim or a survivor or whatever it might be. (laughs) Yeah. They want that to not be spoken of so they can stay comfortable and they can continue their continue, whatever it is that they're benefiting from sexual harassment in the workplace. That was a huge, like now it's more common. People are like, Oh yeah, you're not allowed. Now it's more accepted to be able to talk about that. But Back in the days, it was like, oh, my God, you never bring that up. Like, you're the one who's the problem because you're bringing it up. Exactly. Because they needed that to they needed that to keep going. They needed to continue to procreate their fucking desires. Yeah. yeah. Tim is building my library. Can <laughs> you hear the pounding? I do. I do hear. <laughs> it's so, so funny. There's so many fun things that you're getting to do with your house. It makes me happy. I love it. I yeah. Love it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's comforting, maybe. Also, it's, at least for me, it's this phenomenal feeling of, 
I, I never pictured that I could be where I am right now. Like I never pictured I could be doing this, yeah. these things. And in your case, you own a home. I never even pictured that. Especially for us growing up in don't ever dream about being anything other than a missionary type of right. life. We didn't even know what it was like to daydream necessarily or imagine ourselves in some place other than we obviously secretly we would, but we wouldn't even know what much what was out there. Because you have no form of reference. No reference. No You're not allowed to read books or watch television or see movies. Yeah. So you have no way to daydream up a fantasy world because you have no fantasy anything for your brain. You can only come up with what you've seen. It's almost like there's this extra element of shock that <laughs> comes along with when we're where we're having these experiences in life. We're like, oh. It's like, it was like when we were interviewing Joyce, remember, she was like, I never, I, I would in a million years, like, I still can't believe I'm where I am. And that's makes me so happy to hear people say that. Yeah, exactly. Especially coming from backgrounds, yeah. anyone who's come from a really dark background or a really difficult background and to hear them sit there and say, I couldn't have imagined being where I am now. It's like one of the best things I can hear from someone it makes my heart so happy. Absolutely. Me too. It makes my heart so happy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Totally. And I think a lot of us also get that, okay, this is all too peaceful now. And also maybe, oh my God, I'm so selfish. All I'm doing is living my life. I should be out helping everybody else. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, there's that definitely kind of some, feeling. some old uh, old hiccups. <laughs> Isn't it? No? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or old echoes, I should say. Yeah. It's like, it's Okay to build your world and live in your world and serve yourself. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And then the other thing, if you're going to look at it in a, I don't know, in a measured sort of way, like we've done a lot of fucking giving and a lot of fucking caring. Like we've taken care of a lot of people in our lives. So this little spot towards the end of our lives where we're like, Hey, I'm just, I want to focus on me and my family. Yeah. We, we're, we still have not been doing that more than the years we've been giving up ourselves in every single way possible. Absolutely. So we're, we're still out of balance in that, in that way. I think we're still safe to keep being a little bit self quote unquote selfish. <laughs> I agree. But it's important work and remind myself of our interview with Joyce is, is that one of the most heartbreaking things in her interview that obviously was familiar to us was just that toss my kids aside. I'm going to give my kids up because I'm serving God. What did a David Berg Hosea say? Yeah. Stepping on your kids your- to get to God. Yeah. To get to yes, to get to God's glory or to get into God's good get in good standings with God's. We're gonna step on our children. Yeah. And the just having that concept is so short-sighted because they're throwing away lives, like whole lives that they are responsible for energetically. <laughs> biologically <laughs> naturally they're responsible for the people that you bring into this world and they toss that aside so that they could say i did this missionary work meanwhile creating a continual cycle of abuse and abandonment and hurt and pain that's going to keep carrying on down through the generations it's not short-sighted to take care of your kids to take care of your family to heal each other it's not short-sighted because that is 
going to carry on through the generations and God, how much do we need more healing and more love and more carrying on of that into our coming, you know, into the world as it carries on. So it's not selfish to take care of those things. And it's our responsibility ourselves and our kids. Yep. You're totally right. We've got really exciting podcasts coming up. We have some really great interviews. Yeah. But so I think the most exciting, well, I don't know, what are you tell me what you're looking forward to, what you're excited about? Because we've got like four or five interviews, right? Lined up. Yes. I think at least four, possibly more. So there's the lady who started the Counter Cult Coalition group who's trying to get legislatures changed. Yes. That's going to be a very interesting conversation and something that I think a lot of people are going to really be interested in because that's something that we're all talking about. Yes. Like we have to do something to change these rules of the stupid statutes of limitations and all that dumb bullshit. Yep. Because when you're in a cult, you're, you don't have... You don't have control of your mind. You don't have control of your body. You don't have control of anything. So it's completely unfair to give a time limit. Yep. Probably the one I'm most excited about is Dr. Yanya Lalich. Yes. Um, (laughs) That's name drop. That's going to be, I think, very incredible. I'm extremely looking forward to talking to her. And then we're going to be taking her course in May also. Take mm-hmm. back your life to help us, right? Learn more about deprogramming <laughs> <laughs> from trauma. And then we have Andrew, who is a trauma survivor and has been on some talk shows and whatnot. And he is going to school for psychology to help religious trauma survivors. And he's on a mission to share his story and bring more awareness to religious trauma, which I think is something that's very important. And we've talked about it somewhat, but Mm -hmm. not directly. Yeah. And yeah, yes, me too. Very excited about that. And then we also have Melissa. Yes. Who lost a lot of people in a short amount of time and has some really interesting insights about grief. Yeah. Peach. Oh, like, Oh my, it sounds like you have a batch of kittens. (laughs) No, it's big old peach. (laughs) He's so cute. Um, Yeah. Melissa has some really interesting insights into grief, which We've talked about, but I don't think it's something we could ever talk about too much because nope. it's something that every human being experiences at some point of their life, unless they basically die as a child. Yeah. If you live to be a teenager, or, you're going to have losses. You're gonna, yes, you're going to experience losses. People are going to be dying and it's hard to deal with. And we all have a hard time dealing with it. Some people just never even come back from it. Yeah. They just completely lose it when they lose a family member or uh, several family members in a row. So I think this that's going to be a really... That's going to be fantastic, yeah. Yes. yes. I'm really, I am very interested in, in talking about that a bit more that we were saying the cumulative grief, because yes. that was, that was uh, something that I went through when I was yes. losing all those people and that yes. amount of time. So yeah. It's, and it yes, happens. It, it happens. does. It, exactly. I have a friend that I work with. Her grandmother died and two weeks later, her mom got sick and she's been 
like really it's it's yeah. serious for the last several weeks and yeah. the poor girl didn't even have time to process her grandmother's death at all because it was just straight afterwards so it's just yeah. something that I think is really good to talk about. And then also we have some more males who want to come and share their story on our show yes. too. Some more ex-cog gentlemen. <laughs> so that'll be interesting because everybody has a different story and different aspect and different healing modality. And I think it's another recipe we can exchange. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, we can call this episode Side Effects and Exchanging Recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kind of recipes you're thinking. Everybody's going to be like, huh? <laughs> we can call it Not Your Mama's Recipes. <laughs> <laughs> side effects and not your mama's red. No, not your mama's recipes and side effects. No, <laughs> just because we said the side effects. Like <laughs> for so some weird. reason, that was the theme. <laughs> <It was. laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, uh, Dr. Yana Lala, she is, she has extensive background. For yes. anybody that's listening that doesn't know, she's a world-renowned expert in cultic studies. Mm-hmm. She's an author and co-author of many critically acclaimed books on Mm -hmm. cults. She is a very important contributor to the field of cultic studies. She is a PhD researcher, author, and she is a professor immersion of sociology in in California University. And yeah, she's been studying studying psychology uh, for 30 some years. She lectures, she goes to all sorts of different events and organizations and speaking on it and yeah, extremism and indoctrination. So yeah, we're super excited and very lucky to that she's going to come on our little podcast (laughs) and talk to us. But we're super excited because there's some really great questions that at least I know we have for her, but. Yeah, yeah, anyone uh, listening to any of our listeners, anything that you're interested in or any questions that you think would be great for us to ask, send them on in, write us. We're really happy to ask those questions and get that feedback. So we really appreciate yeah. it. Yes, you can write us at butterfliesandbravery at gmail.com. Yes. Or we have Butterflies and Bravery Instagram. <laughs> Peach is swatting her toy out of him and whispers hand. This is so cute and funny. Oh, she's so cute. She's like a baby. She is. Oh, she's your little cuddle she's bug. Our, oh, and then Kona's yeah. your like F you cat. I, F you, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, so weird. Meanwhile, Peach was the cat raised by a dog. Uh-huh. So cute. I love that. That's adorable. And we also still, we need sponsors. Yes. We're going to try and set up something where people can donate every month or set up to be a monthly sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's coming on our new website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because then you could just do a monthly pledge. All right. All right. Well, we're going to have a fantastic week and we hope you do the same. And as always, stay brave and remember that every butterfly was once a caterpillar. Yes. Thanks for listening.